Hey, how you doing? My name is Greg Knapp. This is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, stop trying to please everyone and discover the secret to success by super serving your raving fans. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. We all want to be popular, don't we? You want to be in with the cool kids. We want as many people as possible to like us and to love our work. But what if that desire stops us from attracting our best clients? I mean, what if we allow it to change how we act and what we do? And what if that desire stops us from getting the most out of our talents and turning our ordinary work into spectacular art? Planning our work so it pleases the largest number of people possible often has us censor ourselves and usually stops us from doing something amazing. But Greg, I need people to buy my work. I need to make money. Hey, I feel you, bro. You're in business to make money. I got you. Absolutely. And you need to make sure there's a market for what you're producing. No doubt. But here's the irony. When we try to make our work popular with everybody, we usually end up earning less than we would when we follow our passion, be authentic, and allow our personality to shine through and do inspired work. Now, sure, we'll be less popular with everyone, but the people who love us will really love us. They'll keep coming back and buying what we have to offer. They will tell all their friends about us because we connected with them, because they know, like, and trust us. I love what Jeff Bowen said about it. I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. When you do what moves you, you move others and the money will follow. Plus, it's a lot more fun than trying to do what you think people want. It's why I put my stupid jokes in my podcasts and speeches. If you think it's unprofessional to kid around and you don't want to work with me, no problem. We probably wouldn't work well together anyway. But if you like my podcast, you like my blog, well, we'll probably get along and work really well together. Why try to make everyone a client and deal with the hassles of the people you don't really vibe with? That's how you end up with 20% of your clients taking up 80% of your time and driving you crazy in the process. Your best marketing is be authentic, do your best work, care. You know, Pablo Picasso was an excellent artist from a young age. But did you know he was classically trained and painted landscapes early in his career? He could have stuck with that, probably made a very good living doing that. But he was inspired to experiment, and he helped create the Cubism movement. Now, not everyone liked his abstract paintings. You could say they were less popular than his earlier works. But he was doing the work he really cared about, and the people who did like them really liked them. In fact... At the time of his death, Picasso's net worth was estimated to be $50 million. Here was an artist who didn't have to wait until he was dead to make money. Greg, can you make money when you're dead? You know what I mean. It's not bad for being less popular, is it? Do work you really care about. Stop trying to chase what's popular. Grow raving fans. When you keep doing your best work your way, you will start attracting your clients to you, the ones who love you. And when you're authentic in your interactions with others, real and virtual, 
you will start attracting clients to you who love you. So here are some questions for you. Email me your answers or voicemail me on Spotify. Where have you been pulling back on the type of work you really want to do because you're worried you will lose some customers? Could it be that's what's holding you back from even bigger success? If this podcast resonates with you, I've got a favor to ask and a gift to give. Subscribe or follow and rate the show and get three people to listen. Ask them to get three people to listen. Once you've done that, email me personally, greg at gregorybnap.com. Let me know you've done it and I will give you a gift. Okay, so let's go a little deeper on this theme today. We know trying to please everyone is impossible. So why do we feel like failures when some people don't like what we do? Why do we compromise on what we know would be our best work in order to try to please a few more people? Why do we walk on eggshells trying to make sure we don't say or do something wrong? And why are we so worried about what everyone else thinks? Why is it that even if 99% of the people we serve like what we do, we focus on the 1% who don't? Why am I asking so many questions? You know, way back in the day, Aesop said, if you try to please all, you please none. Huh. Yeah. I think we try to please everyone because we all want to be liked and we were raised to be polite. But being polite doesn't mean you have to stop speaking truth, giving your opinion and displaying who you are. You know, this used to be a really big problem for me. It was a struggle and it still gets to me when I don't work on it. When I give my presentations and workshops, I want to keep the audience engaged and entertained. I want them in a state that allows them to easily pick up and use the ideas and takeaways and action steps that I'm trying to give them. So I keep my eye on the reactions in the room. And when I see people smiling and nodding and sitting up straight and reacting to what I'm saying and responding to my questions, I'm feeling good. But then I see someone looking at their phone. Someone in the back just got up and left. And my mind starts telling me these stories. Greg, you're blowing it. People are bored. They're checking their email. That person thinks you're so bad they got up and left. Why did you ever think you were a good speaker? Man, you should give this up. That's real good self-talk, isn't it? I mean, I'm killing my own energy with my own thoughts. And even when I get great responses at the end of my talk, even when multiple people come up afterwards and tell me, hey, man, I really enjoyed your talk. Yeah, it really spoke to me. I, it really changed some things in my life, which is awesome. I would still be thinking about that one person who looked at their phone, or I'd be thinking about that one person who got up and left. Worrying about pleasing everybody in the room made me start to question everything I was doing, and it was hurting my ability to be a great speaker that I wanted to be. It was really hurting me from helping people. And then a friend said to me, and it really helped me, he said, Greg, no matter where you speak, no matter how great you become as a speaker, you're never going to reach everybody. You have to make peace with that. Not everyone is going to like you. And if you connect with 80% of the audience and help them get the outcome they were looking for, man, you have done a great, great job. I really thought about that, man. It made a lot of sense to me. It resonated with me. I, I also realized that if I tried to please everyone, I was going to have to change my style, my personality, maybe even my message. I'd end up with a watered-down, vanilla, lukewarm thing that no one would really like anyway. So why not do what I love to do in my style, please my ideal audience, and please myself? I like what Aristotle said about it. There's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Yeah. 
You know, I had an epiphany at one of my events because during my hour-long presentation, there was a guy near the front who had a harsh look on his face. He often had his arms folded across his chest. Sometimes I saw him picking up his phone. I mean, it looked like he was just texting, checking his emails. He was not engaged. I thought this guy hated me. I thought he hated my talk. I just had to quit looking at him because he was kind of freaking me out. And after it was over and everybody's coming up to talk to you, he came up and told me how much he enjoyed my presentation. He said he took notes on his phone for some of the points he really liked. He couldn't wait to try out some of my ideas in his business. And I'm like, what? Wait a second. That guy liked my talk? If that guy liked my talk, maybe I should stop trying to read people's minds. Maybe I should just do the best presentation I can do. Because I have no idea what people are really thinking. And really, doing the best presentation is all I can do. That's all I can actually control. It's up to the audience to decide how they respond. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I still get people who don't like my stuff. And I still let them get me down a little. But I focus on the majority, the vast majority of people who actually like it. And I keep finding better ways to serve them. I'm not in my head wondering what everyone else thinks about me. It's funny because Eleanor Roosevelt really nailed it when she said, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do. Yeah, most people are not thinking about you very much at all. They're thinking about themselves. What am I going to get out of this? What, what am I thinking right now? How is this impacting me? Not about you. So it's time to stop trying to please everyone. It's time to try something different. Let's figure out who we care about the most, who shares our values, and then let's give them our very best. And that's the way we're going to get loyal, evangelical customers, raving fans, raving fans for life. Instead of aiming for the lowest common denominator, who's going to drop us if the wind blows funny? See, I'd rather have raving fans than what some call satisfied customers. Yeah, I'd rather have a smaller group of raving fans who love me. They love what I do. They love what I do for them. And I don't have to chase them constantly for repeat business. Aren't those the kind of fans you want? See, raving fans are special. They do a lot of things for you. They feel like they're part of your family. They tell everyone about you. They stick with you. They buy from you even when you're not having a sale. They don't go anywhere else. You know, I found that developing raving fans makes it easier to really enjoy what you do and increase your profits than trying to be all things to all people. It also comes with some extra bonuses. I mean, you get to love what you do, you get to love who you're working with, and you get to love what you're working for. That's the kind of thing that leads to you doing your best work. See, the hope is that you become so good at your work that to your raving fans and to yourself, your work becomes art. You become so great, they can't ignore you. Now, here's some questions I got for you. Email me to leave as a voicemail on my Spotify account. How do you decide who you're going to police? How has narrowing your focus helped you and your business? The email address is greg at gregorybnap.com. It's in the show notes. And of course, on Spotify, you can leave me that voicemail. Let's go. If this podcast resonates with you, I've got a favor to ask and a gift to give. Subscribe or follow and rate the show and get three people to listen. Ask them to get three people to listen. Once you've done that, email me personally, greg at gregorybnap.com. Let me know you've done it and I will give you a gift.